Procrastinating, a term most often used by the millennial generation, is a method of putting something off, delaying, or postponing something by taking part in the act of baking. to Procrastibaking, a place to talk about our baking obsessions and avoid doing everything else. Coming to you from California, I'm Louisa. And from Eastern North Carolina, I'm Rachel. This week, we have two special guests joining us, Dora and Sadie. Lou, would you like to introduce them? Um, I would love to introduce them. <laughs> so Sadie and Dora are our dogs. Um, Sadie, Rachel adopted Sadie about what? three years ago? This year will be four, I think, years. Yeah. Yeah. In the summer. Um, and we adopted Dora about almost four years ago as well. And they are both rescues, which is great because I think that's something that's really important. And I feel like neither one of us really expected to get a dog. We had like thought about it. And then you kind of just stumble upon the one that feels special to you that feels like your missing family member. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun, exciting, sometimes stressful experience to have them <laughs> because they're both incredibly energetic. And yes. yeah, and Sadie, I mean, I know Sadie's age is, we kind of guessed a little bit, but how old is Sadie now? Um, we think she's going to turn five this summer, but okay. she is still very much the puppy. Lots of energy. Yes. Same here. Dora turns four this summer and people used to tell us that her energy would sort of mellow out at like three or four. And I do not think that is true. Um, she is still just as energetic uh, and excitable as she was when we first got her, which is good because I mean, she's healthy and she's happy. But you know, some days when you just don't feel like going out for a long walk, <laughs> right. it's, it's a struggle because I know that she really needs it. But she needs to burn off that energy. Yeah, yeah for sure. But yeah, but having them, I think has made our lives more exciting and definitely more interesting <laughs> interesting is a good word for it um we love them so much and they just surprise us sometimes sometimes good surprises and other times just make things a little bit more difficult um and I love Sadie is hilarious because she has a special talent of exploring in your home and getting into things yes she can open the door where I keep my pot holders well she can open everything but that one is the only one that is not baby proof locked and she can also open um I guess it used to be maybe a proofing drawer under the oven but we store all our pans in there um she can open that too she's talented yes yeah yeah Dora does not really get into things but she's kind of sassy she does this thing where like if I'm sitting on the couch and I don't pay her immediate attention she I, we call it like her temper tantrum she nudges the <laughs> sofa cushion like kind of you know hard with her nose and then just stares at me like hello and um <laughs> it's really it's really funny so or sometimes she'll do it with her own bed she'll like nudge it with her nose and then turn back and look at us to see if we notice her so. <laughs> Pay attention to me, mama. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's fascinating. So yeah, we love them a lot. And it's national, is it National Pet Day or Month? National Pet, pet Week. Yes, National oh, Pet Week. 
but that's why we have them in the kitchen with us today. Yes. So, um, and we'll both make sure to get a picture with them. I took a picture of, um, with Dora. Yeah. I tried to put a print on Sadie, but she was not having it. It was only (laughs) the second time I tried to make her wear clothes. The first time was when we first got her at Halloween. Um, Mike had bought her a pilot's costume and so like that little helmet and she was not having that and I thought oh this is bigger it's looser she's not gonna have a problem she had a big problem (laughs) yeah I saw that picture you sent she looks (laughs) like she would be rather be doing literally anything else than wear that thing yes Um, she tried to fight it the whole time she had it on yeah we we stopped trying to Dora's first Halloween I bought her a Dora the Explorer costume um, and she hated it she does like this thing where she freezes and I think it just like she feels so constricted she doesn't want to move and so after that I was like never mind kind of torture for her. So today we'll be doing our first in the kitchen episode where Rachel and I are in the kitchen together baking live while we talk. So let's head on over to the kitchen now. But yeah, so in celebration of Pet Week, we are going to be making some pet treats. Yes, we are baking easy carrot and sweet potato dog biscuits from ProudDogMom.com. So the first step is to preheat the oven and line our baking pans. And I'm going to be honest, I usually preheat the oven, but I skip lining the baking pan until right before I need it. And I'm in like panic mode because it's not ready and I have something ready to pipe or scoop onto it. Rachel, (laughs) not following good baking procedures. Right, not following directions. Um, So in the interest of keeping up with you and having everything be done at the same time as yours, I'm going to line my pans like it tells us to. Yay, I do actually have that ready, shockingly. Did you use... Aluminum foil, or did you use parchment? Um, I used neither, actually. I have those silicone baking mats that I really like. Yeah, I really, I used to go through so much foil and parchment paper. Parchment paper is kind of expensive, so we bought these mats. Yeah, we bought these mats, and they've been really useful, so I don't have to, I don't feel as wasteful. Yeah, I actually got one for Christmas. Maybe I will pull that out. Mara gave me one. Yeah. And you know what? It's kind of good that we're making these because I don't know about Sadie with her stomach, but Dora has a really sensitive stomach. And so a lot of times when I buy her treats from the stores and I'm looking at the ingredients, I'm I'm a little apprehensive because I never know if it's going to make her sick or not. Like we get a lot of grain-free things and try to get things as like natural as possible. But honestly, the best thing I think is just making things yourself because you have control over what you put in it right and then you can tell too oh if it made her sick you know what ingredients were in it and you can avoid that next time exactly okay so what's our first step or i guess our second step okay so we have the pans ready and your oven's preheated okay so next what we need to do is just mix all of our ingredients together so we're doing three cups of they put whole wheat flour Um, A half a cup of baked sweet potato, which we have prepped already. A half a cup of uh, shredded carrots, one egg, and three quarter cup of water. And I have to tell you, Rachel, that (laughs) I have everything else, but I don't, I couldn't get the whole wheat flour because the grocery stores here are sort of nuts with supplies. Um, 
with all the coronavirus chaos. And so this is a segue, but we tried to get groceries yesterday, which was a bad idea because it was Saturday. And um, I ordered, I tend to order it online and then go pick it up. And I, you know, I feel like for this, that was a better idea than exposing ourselves with big crowds inside the store. And I ordered like 40 things. And the guy came out with our cart and he only had 10 out of the 40 things that I asked for. And the poor guy was so frazzled. He was like, sorry, but there's just not anything really left. Um, And so thankfully, I had everything else. And so I am using regular all-purpose flour. I think it's better to do whole wheat for dog treats, but I think I'm just going to try to feed them to her gradually and and wait to see how she responds to bugs in her anymore to make sure it doesn't make her sick. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, we went to the grocery store last night too, and the canned food aisle was almost completely empty. I believe it. Yeah. Okay, so our next step is to just put all those ingredients in a bowl, and you're gonna mix them until they're combined. So we can go ahead and do that. Okay. I already have them measured out. I feel so fancy when I remember to use my little clear mixing bowls. You know, I got right? them. Yeah. Usually, I'm just like grabbing things straight from the bag or the container. <laughs> Me too. I was going to ask you that. Like, I know all the advice is to like pre-measure everything and have it ready to go. Like kind of that be your own sous chef mentality. But I normally don't do that. Nah, I just, yeah, same. I just, it's very aesthetically pleasing, but it just is too much work sometimes, you know, sometimes you just want to do it and be done. Yes. And plus there's extra dishes sometimes too, if you're measuring everything into its own bowl. Yes. So I have everything in. I'm going to go ahead and start mixing mine. I'm going to try it with a fork first. With a sweet potato, I don't know. I might need a mixer, but I'm kind of hoping to avoid dishes. see. Where is my measuring cup? There it is. I hope everyone enjoys my narration of finding stuff. (laughs) I know. I hate watching the, or I always think I would hate to be on a show, a baking competition show, because they always come over like while you're measuring and doing different things and ask you questions or ask you to narrate what you're doing. I, I can't multitask, as maybe some people will notice from this. I'm like, <laughs> just me either. And mumbling. I told you this earlier, but to fill everyone else in, I am trying to hold my phone with one hand and stir with the other hand because but it's not working very well because I have dislocated my rib somehow. I think probably gardening yesterday. So I only have a little bit of range of motion with my right arm before it makes me feel uh. like I can't breathe. It's, um, yeah, very poor timing, Rachel, for this injury. You should have planned to have it next week or another day, not on our baking day. Because <laughs> that's fully in your control, right? Uh, My apologies, Madam. <laughs> no, I hope you feel better. Yeah, it's frustrating. Just with everything. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so while we're mixing, um, how's your week going? Other uh, than not getting the groceries you wanted. It has been okay. Uh, you know, right now I think... I'm just trying to find a balance between staying informed about, um, you know, precautions to take with the virus, but also trying to not let it get too overwhelming. And from like a mental health standpoint, you, you know, want to find an appropriate way to feel like informed and prepared, but not forget about self-care and not letting um, your anxiety get so high that it like clouds you know, like your judgment and your ability to be present. And we still have to find like things to look forward to and enjoy. So procrastinating right now feels like the perfect thing to do (laughs) because 
I agree yeah. with that. Kind of calm your mind a little bit and give you something else to focus on. Right? It's like, a, yeah, I mean, we've talked about how it's our form of self-care. And so, um, yeah, I just am, you know, I'm not going to be going to work for two weeks because my school shut down as a precaution. Um, so I will be working from home. And that the good thing about that is it gives me a little more flexibility. So I'll be able to procrastinate even more than I thought, which is good. Yeah, um, maybe you can knock out some of your 2020 list. Yeah, I actually, I was telling you, I bought this bread making book that I'm really excited about. So I think that's what I'm going to try to tackle with this extra time that I have now. So when that comes in, maybe we could talk a little bit more about it and share some of the recipes that we end up liking. Yeah, um, great bread's idea. on your list too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, so um, mine is all mixed. I have moved on to kneading. It says to knead until we've got a big ball. Okay, let me pull it out of here. <laughs> it's like really sticky. It's it sticky. is really sticky. Um, so how are things with you, my friend? Um, pretty good. We are still um, going to work. Our school system has such shut down though, so my husband may not be. We don't know yet. But we also have been working in the yard. We've had some beautiful weather. Um, for a change, sunny and warm. So we've been working nice. on getting things cleaned up, getting our garden laid out for this year. Yeah, you, some of your the pictures you posted of the home projects look really nice. We're getting there. Yeah, I know. It takes a while, but it'll be worth it. Yeah, and then one thing about working in the yard is it's bringing my muscles back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good workout, yeah? It is, yes. I was very sore after the first day and a little bit sore again after this weekend's work. So we need okay. to go no, it is a good workout. That's good. However, that is how you got this injury of yours. It is. Yes. <laughs> Just have to learn. I to think I'm stronger than what I am. I think. <laughs> you are very strong. That is true. So now we're at the step where we are kneading the dough. And yes, the dough is pretty sticky. So I'm finding that I'm needing to use a lot of flour to kind of handle it. Me too. Um, mine's pretty much in a ball now, though. Are you going to, yeah. when we get to the flattening stage, are you going to use your hands or are you going to use a rolling pin? I'm going to use my rolling pin. I am not a fan of the stickiness. <laughs> That's totally our personality because I just stuck my other hand in there. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, your phone will just be a little gooey. Okay, so I think I'm ready to start rolling it out. I'm going to use my rolling pin. And I am flattening mine with my palm. <laughs> well, that's good. Caught on to the fact that I am dealing with food and she's covering. Is she present in the kitchen with you? Yeah, Mike's about to take her out and he had trouble getting her attention at first because she was wondering what I was going to do with Well, my dog is taking a nap. <laughs> she doesn't care what I'm doing. How rude. I'm like laboring away to make her something because I love her so much and she's like whatever right yeah Sadie was um, sleeping too until I went to prep this and shredded my carrots and she knows that sound um the sound of the blender the food processor the mixer she comes running oh wow yeah she knows that that means something good is coming yes all right I think that's good enough yeah I'm a bad out thickness me too there's got to be a tool, right? Because I feel kind of dumb pulling out there is. I've a ruler. Seen that you can attach to your rolling pin. And I, I don't understand how it works because I don't have that kind of brain. But apparently there's like <laughs> rings 
that are in different thickness and you slide them onto your rolling pin. And I guess when your dough is equal to that thickness, then you know that's where, where it's supposed to be. That's cool. We need to and find I have that. No idea what it's called, <laughs> but it does exist. I've seen it. I don't know. I think this is a quarter thick. <laughs> we'll see. Um, okay. Yeah, I kind of so, rolled mine until uh, it doesn't want to flatten anymore, but it's not like really thin, so it's going to stick. Yeah. So we're cutting. Um, do you have like, oh yeah, go ahead. I would say we're cutting these out. Have you picked a shape that you're going to use? Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you have the, the dog bone cookie cutters or something like that? I don't have dog bones, um, so I picked just a star. That's cute. That'll work. I bought these dog bone cookie cutters on Amazon a little while ago. Cute. So yeah, they come in three different sizes. So I'm excited I get to use those. Too. Yeah, they'll look like professional barkery treats. <laughs> barkery. I love it. <laughs> you and the puns. Rachel's the queen of puns. Do you remember when we talked about having that um that party where everyone showed up as yes. like a dressed up in a pun? Yes, I'm thinking about doing that for my birthday this year. Since we've moved, I've really made some friends that I think would come to something like that. So I'm thinking about <laughs> a birthday party this year. That sounds amazing. I might need to fly in just for that. Absolutely. I need to be there. Okay. So are you cutting them out already? Yes. It's happening a little bit. bit. I don't know if cool. it means I didn't make them thin enough. Yeah, they're kind of hard to cut out of the dough. Very sticky still. Ah, it's hard pulling them out. Are you having the same trouble? Yeah, I don't know if maybe the dog bones. They smush a little bit when I go to yeah. pull them out. Yeah, they don't hold their shape. Yes. How many stars are we going to give this recipe? <laughs> okay, let's try. With a little more flour to help. Uh, no, it's not working for me. You know how many I have so far that look like a dog bone? How one. I have the rest of them are like not looking nice. Yeah, my stars kind of look um the first actually the first two I did look really good and then they kind of get smudgy looking after that. Yeah. All right, let me try again. Let me try, let me try. I'm I'm like determined to use them. But if not, I'm just gonna have to go with something more like what you did, like a little circle or something. So does Sadie have to do like a trick when you give her a treat or do you like limit the amount of treats you give her? Um, somewhat. Um, I try to make her do something, even if it's just sit still until I give it to her. Although lately she's been in trouble because she has been finding rabbit poop and stray dog poop and trying to eat it. Oh no. Rug. It completely takes over her attention and I can't get her away from it. If I pick her up, she oh. jumps out of my arms to get back to it. So the only thing that's distracted her is saying the T word. And she'll come running. And so then, of course, I give her one because I don't want her to think she's not going to get one the next time and not come running. Right. Yeah. Um, but I try and give her something small oh. or a piece of one. Their tendency to go after other animals poop. Ugh. It's so the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. And she just started. And of course, it's like the spring. She's never done that before. It's a new behavior. Yeah. Dora has done that a lot. She used to like go for other dogs poop. And then, of course, as soon as you say like, what's in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> like to, to them it's code for like you better pretend there's nothing in here yeah, you turn and, your face the other way and swallow it really quickly <laughs> ridiculous so 
So I've got all mine cut out. I ended up halving the recipe just because it ended up being one big carrot. So I was like, well, it was a quarter cup. So I just stopped there and then halved everything else. So I have That's smart. six, nine, 11 stars, starish shapes. So you know what? I'll probably do the same. I didn't half the recipe, but I think she said you can freeze it. Yeah. I did see that. I don't remember if it was the baked cookies or the dough, but I assume you could do it either way, just like regular cookie dough. Okay. So you know what? I'll probably, I have five right now. I'll probably stop when I get like 12 and then we can pop them in the oven. (laughs) So while we're cutting these out, do you have any sweets or lows since we last talked? Oh, yes, I do. I have both a sweet and a low this week. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, you know, per usual. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know how we did the roll the dice challenge last week? And the roll the dice challenge is when we have a pair of dice and one has a flavor and the other has a form. And then we have to find something that combines the two. Right. And so my has to do with my roll the dice challenge. So I guess we can talk about both of them if you want. Sure, we can do that. So <laughs> so last week, I think our, yeah, last week it was a cookie and chocolate. Yes. And we were both trying to find something sort of unique to do because, you know, there's a lot of sort of more generic, normal things that you can do. So right. I was trying to get sort of out of the, think out of the box. And um, I ended up doing like a really fudgy, dense chocolate cookie with orange chocolate in it okay so doing yeah which is a flavor that I haven't really experimented much with in baking usually it's like lemon anytime I have a citrus but orange is I tend towards lemon more yeah and so I will say that the recipe technique wise was very well laid out and I loved I guess my sweet is that I loved like the density of the cookie I love like a good fudgy chocolate cookie me too yes and so the density I would definitely use like that base recipe of just the cookie itself and I got to use my double boiler which I love it was given to me as a gift a few years ago and it's I always mess up the name Debayer I think is the brand okay but it's like good quality and I don't it's like so visually pleasing to see the the chocolate melting like with the stainless steel yes (laughs) I love watching the chocolate so beautiful it is and so that's always fun when I get to use it and so yes like the the consistency was very very wonderful with the cookie Um, my low is that I don't like orange and chocolate. I discovered I don't like the combination. (laughs) I don't either. I've never really liked them together. Right. And like I had, I don't know, like I tried it and I was so excited. I had like my little cup of milk and was going to make a whole thing out of it. And I just hated it. I don't, I was hoping that it would be an acquired taste. So I finished the whole cookie. (laughs) Um, you like because they're so dense the recipe only made 10 so it's not something that I would recommend using if you're having to go to like a big party but like if you're having like a dinner party with just like maybe six people you can make this but yeah and so I tried to finish the whole cookie and I was like nah it's not growing on me I don't it was odd I couldn't get it was like I know I don't like something when I, I had other cookies there and I didn't feel the need to go back for a second. Right. You know what I mean? And that's saying a lot for me because I usually have no self-control with that. 
And then when Raul came home, he had one. He was like more open to it. He had one. And then he kind of said the same thing, though. Like when you take your first bites, you are kind of thrown off by it. And he ate the whole cookie. And he was like, by the end of it, it kind of grew on me. I kind of liked it, but I did not like it. So I don't think I will be doing that again. But it was good to branch out and try a new pairing. Yeah, now you know. Yes. Um, we also fed one cookie to our friend Kevin. And he he was good. He gave like an honest opinion about it. Because you know, like Raul's my husband. So sometimes I wonder if he's just being kind <laughs> He's sugarcoating he loves it. Me. <laughs> yes, he's sugarcoating it. So our friend Kevin came over yesterday and I we fed him a cookie. And he said... Kind of the same thing. Like, I, I wouldn't go to the store to buy this kind of cookie, like this flavor pairing. I wouldn't crave it and I wouldn't think to get it. But if somebody fed it to me, I, <laughs> I wouldn't mind eating it. Is what he said. <laughs> so I thank you, Kevin, for being honest. Yeah, that sounds um, pretty fair. I don't like chocolate and orange, but I liked chocolate and lemon. I had a lemon blueberry scone that was dipped in dark chocolate, and it was really (sighs) good. So I came home after trying that and made a triple layer cake that was a lemon cake with blueberry filling and chocolate buttercream, and it was really good. I really liked that pairing. So good. Yeah, same. I think lemon just works better. I don't know why. Maybe we're used to lemon. Maybe, right? Like... It's not as odd of a pairing. Maybe that's what it is. So yeah, so those were mine. You want to talk about yours? Were your sweet and lows this week related to your? They were. Your rolled um, My low is when I was baking them, um, it calls for two different kinds of chocolate, um, two different percentage levels. Um, I'm going to pop these in the oven while we're talking. Sadie, watch out. Yeah, go ahead. And part of it you melt and part of it you chop and leave like chocolate chunks. So I melted the chocolate I was supposed to. I chopped up the chocolate I was supposed to. Um, I also used a double boiler to melt the chocolate, which usually I skip because I just nuke it in the microwave. Do you think there's a difference? I don't know. I've read that it's very easy to burn chocolate, which is why they suggest doing it over the double boiler. But I found that if I just do it a couple seconds at a time, I um, I haven't had a problem in the microwave. But this time I did it because it also had me heat the eggs over the double boiler after the chocolate. Really? Yes. Oh. I've never done that before for a cookie recipe. Me either. But... The low part of this is I mixed everything together, scooped it out, stuck it in the oven, and then looked to the left. And I'd only dumped in half of the chopped chocolate. (laughs) Oh, no. And it called for all of it. It did, yes. So how did that affect the result? The cookie was good. It wasn't as good as I was hoping, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But the high is that the meeting I took them to, people, like, devoured them by the handful. Oh, well, that's good. And I think it has to do, I made a cookie similar to yours, um, it sounds like, by texture. It was a fudgy um, cookie recipe, and I saw the photo of it, and that's what made me want to make the cookie. Because I have found my favorite ever cookie here. Uh, Ooh, this is a big deal. Harvest Bakery. And they make a cookie that reminds me of like meringue and brownie and cookie mashed together. It's Ooh. tastes like dark chocolate. It has the texture of kind of a brownie meringue, but it's round like a cookie. And it's so good. Um, and when I saw this photo, it looked just like the cookie. So I knew that was the one okay. I had to make. The taste was very good, but the texture was not what I was hoping it would be. So maybe I'll try the Was it not as tried? It wasn't as fudgy as it looked like it was gonna be. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Okay. Yeah. It could be because I left out the chocolate, but I would think with it being the chocolate chips I left out and not the melted chocolate, 
but it wouldn't change the texture that much. Yeah, I mean, would you do it again with all the chocolate chips just to see if that makes a difference or are you like I mean, it was a good moving on. So I'm, I may try it one more, once more with all the chocolate in it and see if that makes a difference. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, good to have a balance, I guess. We both had good and not so good. Right. But I wanted to touch this life thing because when I was looking for uh-huh. recipes, I kept coming across brownie and blondie suggestions when I typed in chocolate cookie recipes or when I asked someone for their recipe, I got a blondie or a brownie bat. So I wanted to ask, do you classify brownies and blondies as cookies? As cookies? No. Me either. I do not. Seems weird to me. Yeah, I don't think, I can't even think of the rationale for doing that, right? Like, well, I've heard them called cookie <laughs> bars sometimes. In like cookie, cookie bars. The section will be cookie bars and it'll have blondies and brownies. But to me, they're completely different things. They are because I feel like cookie implies dough and you're not brownie that's batter that's not right. it's different yeah They're two different things yeah the consistency is different and I don't know I don't know if I'm too like picky because <laughs> what last week you asked me about the muffin and the cupcake right and I was like no absolutely not two things I see they're still very agreed <laughs> we agree they are totally different things <laughs> no people need to stop so confusing me and that's our official ruling cookies yes are different from brownies and blondies. You should do a, one of those pop trivia things about this. Yeah, I would get, be curious. Like we know. did with the muffins, we'll put that up. Yeah. All right, I'm only making 14 cookies. Sorry, this is a segue. Um, okay, I'm putting my cookies in the oven. I did it. Yay! I hope they look like bones when they come out and not something questionable. <laughs> um, hold on, let me set my timer. Alexa, set a timer for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Starting now. 30 minutes. Now let's talk about our next challenge. For our next Procrasta Baking Challenge, we will be celebrating a national holiday. Rachel, did you know that May is National Strawberry Month? I did not realize that, but I'm not surprised because I feel like every day is some kind of food holiday. Peanut butter and jelly day fried chicken day yeah these uh these holidays have gotten out of hand in my opinion but I don't mind the ones that are about food I have a bias <laughs> yeah they're my favorite fruits so I can definitely celebrate that yes so we want to celebrate by having our next challenge be making a strawberry dessert and we would love our listeners to bake along with us procrastination Please tag us in your strawberry dessert photos and use the hashtag ProcrastaBakingChallenge. And we will review our strawberry desserts in our June 5th episode. So that means you have all month to bake along with us. That sounds like fun. So most baked goods are better with coffee. So grab yourself a cup of joe and settle in for some baking news during our coffee break segment. I don't know if you remember this or not, but back in 2002, scientists predicted a shortage of chocolate this year. That I did not know this. Um, that is very depressing news. <laughs> and I wonder, is there a shortage of chocolate this year? So how I found that out, um, because I don't remember reading that either, is that 
the date has been now pushed to 2050. Um, it didn't say why, but it did say that the date had been adjusted. And I remember Hold hearing, on. The original date was 2020, and they pushed it back to 2050. That yes. is huge. Yes. So we're good for now. Um, we are not in dire straits with chocolate. But I oh, have God. heard since I saw that article that there may be some GMO cacao trees and that they are going to produce a higher quantity of chocolate, but it'll have less flavor. I don't know so, how I feel about that. Yeah, to me, that kind of defeats the point. Yeah, that makes me kind of sad. I don't know how I feel about that, knowing that like the quality of the chocolate would be affected, you know? Agreed. I wonder, though, if the predicted shortage is connected to the development of ruby chocolate. I believe it contains less cocoa than milk chocolate. So maybe it's a way to stretch the cocoa beans further. Um, I have never heard of ruby chocolate. <laughs> it sounds lovely. <laughs> I have not tried it, um, but it, there has been an announcement a couple months ago that there is officially a new classification of chocolate. You've got your dark, your milk, um, your white, which people debate if that's chocolate or not. But now we also have ruby chocolate. So I wonder why it's called ruby chocolate. Is it a certain kind of reddish color? Yes, it is. Okay. That is really interesting. How so, come you know, you know all this like random stuff? Like last week you were telling me about <laughs> divinity and I was like, what is oh, that? Yeah. Divinity. Yeah. Well, that was just because I had, somebody had given me some to try. So I looked it up. I was curious as to what it was. But yeah, this ruby chocolate is a new thing. I haven't tried it yet. I haven't even seen it in the stores. So maybe um, when I come to visit you, we'll head down to the chocolate shop and see if they have any ruby chocolate for us to try. Mm, that's a good idea. I'm sure if any place was going to have it, we would find it around here for sure. Yeah, I think LA is a good place to look. Yeah. What a nice name, ruby chocolate. I'm going to name my child that. Is that weird? Chocolate <laughs> <laughs> ruby Ruby chocolate Ceballos. Perfect. Check. <laughs> Progress update. They look fine-ish. Yeah, I just peeked at mine too. Some of mine have like what looks like flour on the outside of them. Yes, mine too. The, they're like white. Yeah. Mm, I don't know, Rachel. We'll see. I think she's not very picky though, so she probably won't. She'll mind. be fine with it, yeah. There's Dora. She's not being on the couch. Hi, Dora. <laughs> I'm making you treats. I love you. Uh-oh. Yeah, she just she's getting off the couch from her nap, so that's a big deal. You want some sweet potato? I have sweet potato. <laughs> While the treats bake. Yeah. There you like go. Okay. Does Dora want like more eggshell? eggshells? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Never... Katie started eating them last week. That's weird. And I looked it up just to make sure, and apparently they're fine for them. She's they're okay? Yeah. Oh, it's like a texture thing. She's hilarious. That's it for now. You got to wait for them to come out of the oven, and then they have to cool. Oh, yeah. I need you to wait. They're ready. I still have they a few minutes good. left. Ooh, How do they look? They look like the same. <laughs> they're, they are cooked. They're hard. But okay. they look exactly the same as when they went in, like still kind of doughy looking. Like I had to touch it to make sure it was finished. Weird. 
I don't know. I mean, we'll share this recipe, but I give it out of my five stars. I give it two stars. I think I'm not a fan of the dough and how sticky it was. And then, yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, we're not going to try them. That's the funny thing too. Are you Rachel? That's a good question. Are you going to try one of these treats? I may. Um, I tried the batter and I did not like it, um, but it was more a texture thing than a taste. So I might nibble on it and see what it tastes like because it is all totally safe human ingredients. Yeah. How about you? I think I'll take a nibble too. I am sometimes, this is so gross. I wonder if people will judge me for it. I'm sometimes intrigued by her treats because there's one that's like a cheddar, these like cheddar puffs that we bought her. And it's like um, Gouda. It's like fancy. We got her this at like one of those, you know, one of those LA pet boutiques. I was just going to say, it is so LA. I was like, what is this? Yeah. So I, we bought her that and I haven't tried it yet, but every time we feed it to her, I'm like, you know what? I could like pop one of these cheese puffs. Like I would eat that because it looks like, like something I would eat, you know, I'm surprised that. Yeah. It's like, it's like airy, like an actual leg of cheese puff. Yeah. So that, yeah, that looks pretty good. And then what's something else that she's had that I'm like, hmm. <laughs> oh, you know, like those fancy pet bakeries where they make like the bones with the frosting and stuff. Those look good, but I've always, I've never been brave enough to actually eat it. I've just looked at it for a long time and have almost eaten it. And then I back out because I'm a chicken. But um, The same. I've never tried it either. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Dora is now like pathetically laying at my feet because I think she knows something's coming out of the oven. <laughs> She's ready. Yeah, I guess what really matters is how many stars they give it. True. Although I watched Sadie eat a bug the other day, so I don't think she's too discriminating. Yeah, I don't think their palate is really <laughs> that fancy. Sometimes I feel ridiculous. Like I go through all this trouble with Dora and I'm like, she eats like grass sometimes and a bug or poop I'm <laughs> and here I am like trying to find an a recipe with pure ingredients and I'm like I don't know man you would eat literally anything <laughs> yeah I affectionately call Sadie the vacuum I love that that's accurate that's her ultimate she walks vacuum. around with her head to the carpet just sucking <laughs> down whatever happens to come up <laughs> one time when Dora was like um six months old maybe we took her for a walk and she encountered a frog this was when we lived in Charleston and she like scooped it up in her mouth and we were what? freaking out. Yeah. She like scooped it up and I thought she was going to eat it. It was awful. But then she like realized immediately that it was the wrong life choice to make. <laughs> and she froze with the frog in her mouth and the frog was just like frozen still too. And um, thank God she like opened her jaw and like let it hop out. <laughs> we were mortified. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Oh kind of hilarious now. But at the moment I was like, here we go. Oh. <laughs> so stressful. All right. My timer has gone off too. I'm going to take them out. Let's see. Oh, I dropped my, oh, dropped my oven mitt. Hmm. Yeah, I love this live baking. You get to hear all of our frustration when things don't go right. <laughs> okay, same here. They look pretty much the same as when I popped them in. I think I, they're kind of a little too brown, in my opinion. One of them yeah, are kind of brown. Yeah, overly brown, but some of them still do look kind of dusty. But it's baked on. I can't brush it off. <laughs> Maybe that's just my poor mixing skills. What's done is done. 
All right. So if any of our listeners try this recipe, you guys should let us know what you think. Because I don't think the two of us are that big of fans. But I don't know. Sometimes it's worth trying things out a couple times to see if it was just like a weird technique thing that messed it up or or what oh yeah i'm it could totally be my fault i will own that (laughs) yeah girl Um, same but also if you have any tried and true dog treat recipes we would love to see those also oh yeah that's a great idea i would love that anything that anyone has made that um they would recommend would be good and along with that you can also show us pictures of your lovely pets tag them with the procrastipet hashtag that way we know um that your pets have enjoyed barking along with us <laughs> or meowing we can't discriminate <laughs> <laughs> that's true good point <laughs> no i don't know can you make are there i guess there's probably treats you can make for your cat right i don't know what it would be though yeah i've seen the cat treat commercials so i assume there's recipes out there yeah so yes so you're what you make for your dog or your cat or your horse or, or your pig or your goat or whatever happened to have roaming around your <laughs> no judgment <laughs> okay listeners we're about to wrap up this batch of procrastinating and we don't want you to forget that we have two extra ways of, for you to interact with us this month we want to see your hashtag procrastipet photos and your strawberry desserts. And as we talk about next week, we will be doing uh, a review of baking recipes that you can make in an Instapot or a Crock-Pot. We will also be going over the results of our most recent pop quiz. And Rachel and I will be tackling another project on our 2020 baking list, which will be bread. So we're excited to share some updates about that. We hope we've provided some food for thought for your next procrastinating project. As always, the links and photos discussed in this episode can be found in our show notes at procrastinatingpodcast.com. Procrastinate with us on Facebook and Insta while we wait for our next episode to rise. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Luisa Gonzalez. And I'm Rachel Rhodes. And until next time, stay stay sweet. This has been Procrastinating. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a good review. You can also subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many more. You can also subscribe to our RSS feed directly from our website at ProcrastinatingPodcast.com. Also, feel free to follow us and give us your feedback on social media, on Instagram at at ProcrastinatingPodcast, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash ProcrastinatingPodcast. If you'd like to share your procrastinating stories and pictures with us, you can send an email to ProcrastinatingPodcast at yahoo.com. Procrastibaking is hosted and created by Rachel Rhodes and Luisa Gonzalez, produced and edited by Raul Ceballos, with music by Alex Walker-Smith and show artwork by Rob Demers. 